Hello there. Welcome. This is Dr. Ruth. Hallelujah. I am excited as you are continuing here with me in my teaching in the New Testament. We are still in the book of Matthew or the Gospel of Matthew. Today, in this session, I will begin with Matthew chapter 5. I will begin the introduction to the popular, popular teaching called the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes. So before I even get into these verses, let us go over some background information here about chapter 5. It is referred to as the Beatitudes, popularly known as that. This is referring to the blessings, about eight blessings the Lord Jesus talked about in this sermon. And it is called the Sermon on the Mount because he gave the sermon while on the hillside or at the top of the hillside. Bible scholars say that Jesus gave this sermon over a period of about three days while sitting at the hillside, okay? And the overall tone of the Sermon on the Mount, which really covers chapters 5, 6, and 7, the overall tone of the sermon was centered on one major principle, which is that of a heartfelt obedience to God. Obedience that comes from the heart towards God. And the message is a, is a sharp contrast to the way or to the ways of the world. Again, a sharp contrast to worldly ways of living. So the sermon on the mount has four major themes. Let's go over these themes. The first one is it provides an ethical code or an ethical standard for living in order to please God. So you can look at it as some kind of an ethical standard for, the, for Christian living. Number two, it is a sharp contrast between the eternal value, i.e. the kingdom of God, the values in the kingdom of God, Versus the worldly values which are temporal. Again, a sharp contrast between the eternal values, i.e. kingdom of God, and the temporary worldly values. It's like night and day. And the next major theme here is that it provides a, wow, it's a unique difference between, or it brings into the forefront the superficial or counterfeit faith of the Pharisees versus those who are walking in true, genuine faith in God. All right? And, and uh, overall, keep in mind that the Sermon on the Mount, it also, it also reveals... Old Testament expectations and how the Lord Jesus fulfills them or is fulfilling them. So Jesus calls all of his followers back then and now 
to adhere to these blessings or beatitudes or teachings, not just some of them. We cannot pick and choose that, oh, no, I want that one thing. I don't want that. All of them. And as we will find out, if you truly want to live in this dark world as Christ, or if you want godly characters to manifest in your life, this is like a template to live the Christian life. Because if, you're, if you live out these traits or the qualities that we will go over as taught by Jesus in, in this sermon, you would really stand out. And also, each beatitude begins with the word blessed. Blessed. Meaning, is the joyful, hopeful state. It's a state, a condition of being to those who are God's children. It goes beyond happiness. Happiness really implies a temporary being happy based on the circumstances surrounding your life. As Christians, we don't want happiness. We want joy, the joy of the Lord, which is constant regardless of our circumstances. So these beatitudes really mean or reflect a joyful, hopeful state of being to those who call themselves Christians if they practice it. It is or it, it reveals an inward state of a, of a deeper meaning in life or a deeper joy because of our relationship with God through Christ. So let us now get into the verses here. Now that you have a good understanding of the background of these Beatitudes. So I begin here with Matthew 5 verse 1. Keep in mind that by this point Jesus had a huge following in his ministry. So this was the perfect time at the height of his career to give this sermon. Because many people would be listening. Jews and Gentiles alike. So now... This is verse 1. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, verse 2, and he began to teach. Now, uh, this same teaching or a similar information can be found in the Gospel of Luke 6, verses 20 through 23. Hello, friends. This is Dr. Ruth here. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to share with you our ministry offer that is available to you as a donation to this ministry throughout my teachings out of the Gospels. So I have two resources that I know will bless you tremendously because these two books have blessed hundreds of people. So, the two books all have to do with the ministry of Jesus Christ. So, the first one is titled, Who is the Real Jesus? And the second one is titled, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? So, for a ministry donation of $50 or more, this includes shipping and handling. If you live here in the USA, we will mail these two books to you today. Okay, it will provide 
added clarity, added teaching about the Gospels, the ministry of Jesus, the work of Christ. These are phenomenal resources that would add into the teaching here I'm doing in the Gospels and, and help you to really have a deeper revelation and walk with the Lord. So again, this comes to us as a donation and we thank you in advance for considering that. Again, the books are Who is the Real Jesus? And the other one is Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? For a ministry donation of $50 or more if you live in the USA. But if you cannot afford both books and you just want one, it's okay too. We thank you for your donation. So who is the real Jesus for a donation of $25 or more, including shipping and handling? And then the other book, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus, would be $35, including shipping and handling. We will mail these books to you today. The advantage of getting both books is that you would save $10, okay? So again, this ministry offer is only available for those who live within the USA because we cannot ship overseas. But if you live overseas and you're listening to me, you can get these books from Amazon. So here is how you can donate through us directly to get this book as a ministry offer. Our safe and secure website is drruthtanyi.org slash donate. Again, drruthtanyi.org slash donate. And then uh, if you live in the USA, we also receive donations through Zelle. And here's the telephone number for Zelle. 909-501-9031. Again, 909-501-9031. 9031 and then we also accept donations through cash app and the name there is the dollar sign dr ruth tanyi or if you just want to bless us with a one-time donation to help us produce more teachings like this and pay for studio time we thank you abundantly uh, from the bottom of our hearts and god says thank you and god is so faithful that he will bless you back abundantly exceedingly so i want to thank you in advance for purchasing this additional ministry resources to help you to gain a better revelation of your lord and savior jesus christ again we thank you here is the teaching jesus said this is verse 3 blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of god what is jesus saying the poor in spirit jesus is alluding to, to a spiritual bankrupt state those who acknowledge their spiritual bankruptcy these are the ones that have a need for God. So Jesus says people who acknowledge their spiritual bankruptcy are blessed. You know why? Because God will fill that void. Verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Again, mourning are for those who acknowledge a, 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 their weaknesses, those who groan and weep about the pain and suffering in life. These are people who are humble, who acknowledge that there is pain in life. These people will be comforted. Holy Spirit is our comforter. So we see Jesus saying that those those who humble themselves enough to acknowledge that they are hurting, God comforts them. God comforts the humble. 
Okay? So are you one of those people who acknowledge that you're hurting? Or do you, in pride, refuse to acknowledge that? Well, if in pride you refuse to acknowledge that you're hurting, God won't comfort you. But if you humble yourself and call out to God in your times of distress, he will comfort you. Okay, moving on here. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Meekness here in the Bible, two people are called meek. The Lord Jesus and Moses, i.e. humble. That is another synonym for the word meek, humble. So blessed are those who humble themselves. Humility here has to do with self-control. A humble person is someone who has the right and power to exert their authority, but they choose because of love to humble themselves. Okay? When you humble yourself, that is power under control, God will elevate you. So here, the Lord Jesus is telling us that those who are humble will inherit the earth because they will be exalted, promoted by the Lord God. Verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So true. Those who are thirsty for righteousness here, meaning doing the will of God, God's will, God's ways of doing things. These people who have a desire to do right by God, they will be blessed. We are also told in Jeremiah 29, 13 day, that if you seek God with all of your heart, <laughs> he will reveal more of himself to you. So when you are genuinely Thirsty and, uh, thirsty and hungry for, for God's word, God's, God's will and God's way of doing things. He will honor that and bless you. You are the blessed. But if you don't desire the things of God, if you don't seek the things of God, of course God won't reveal them to you. Because God is humble. He will not reveal himself to those who are not seeking him. Okay, granted, he has revealed himself to us through nature and through his revealed word. But if you're not seeking to genuinely know him in your heart, he is not going to reveal more of himself to you. You have to show some signs of thirst, thirsty in desiring the things of God. As you take that step of faith, God will reveal more to you. That is what the Lord is saying here. Verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Merciful here is a person who has love, compassion for his or her fellow human beings. Mercy, you are withholding judgment. You are withholding harsh treatment just because you love someone. When you are merciful to others, God's grace will be your portion. So don't be too harsh on others. Just reach out in love, forgive, accept people for who they are. And if people are living in sin, correct them, rebuke that in love and, and just lead them to the right way as unto the Lord. And God will honor that. Verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. 
Glory to God. What the Lord Jesus is saying here is really those whose intentions are pure, those whose motives are pure. Today we have so many people who are serving the Lord with wrong motives. But see, people forget that God sees the heart, but man looks at the outward appearance. If your motives for serving the Lord, if your motives for doing good appear, meaning they are to honor the Lord and not because you want to get the reward, God says you are blessed. So we have to be certain that our motives are godly, Christ-centered. That is when we receive the blessings. Verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I love this. The peacemakers, these are the ones who make peace. They foster healing. They foster, how can I say this? They foster reconciliation. They, 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 they foster healing. The ones who take an active role in seeking peace. God blesses them because God is a God of peace. The Bible teaches us that if it is up to you, live at peace with all men. Make peace. Don't be hostile towards your neighbors. When you live in peace, when you actively seek peace with everybody, God honors that and then you are blessed in return. Verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Because of righteousness, for theirs is a kingdom of heaven. Let me say this. Persecution here can be defined as ill treatment towards someone for various religious or political reasons. But in this case, we're talking about Christianity here, about the Lord Jesus. So the Lord Jesus is saying that if you are persecuted, if you're ill treated because of your lifestyle because you stand up for godly truths, take heart because you really are blessed. And 2 Timothy 3, 12 tells us that all those who live godly will be persecuted. I am just paraphrasing that scripture there. Persecution can come in many ways and from different realms. Unfortunately, a lot of times, Persecution can come from other Christians who don't have a deeper revelation about certain doctrines of Christianity. And then they see you who have a revelation about the doctrine and you're living it out and you are excited about it. And then they persecute you. They isolate you. They won't talk to you. They start to call you all kinds of names. Oh, oh there comes a holier than thou. Persecution can be what people say, the way they look at you and they isolate themselves from you. It can be painful. But you know what? When you stand up for godly manners, when you live righteously, people can, be people can just start to persecute you. And at times, it could just be your lifestyle, your godly lifestyle, that will cause people to persecute you because they don't like the fact that you live a holy life as unto the Lord. You are adhering to the principles of the Bible and you're living them out. And when they are around you, they just start to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And then when they start to feel guilty, 
a lot of times they can't even discern that it's your lifestyle that is making them to feel guilty. And then what do they do? They turn around and they attack you. <laughs> and it could, just, it could just be the Holy Spirit using your lifestyle to enable them to repent of some sin in their life. And instead of them repenting, they turn around and they badmouth you. They turn around and they persecute you. That way they think that when they do that, they, they, would, they would shift away their, their poor behavior away from them. That is really what persecution is all about. And at times, persecution could be physical. Unfortunately, people have been killed because of their, their, their position in Christ. And, and um, so persecution is real and it, it is very painful. I, I, I get persecuted all the time. And what I have really come to realize is that this is so true. When you are really persecuted for, for something you believe in and you stand up for, God is always there to comfort you. And just recently, I had a, a, a good example of this. We, we, meaning our ministry, we had been advertising our healing conference that just took place a couple weeks ago and was highly successful. All glory goes to God. And we had flyers uh, all over the place here in uh, the San Bernardino area, Loma Linda, and throughout various places here in the Inland Empire here in Southern California. And I received hate mails. I will not forget this one particular mail that was so clear. How dare you preach on healing? Okay? Healing is not available today. That, I mean, the person was so upset. And in fact, this person who wrote this letter wrote an anonymous letter. They were not even bold enough to state their name. They called themselves a Christian and they attacked me that I am preaching heresy, i.e. false teaching, by saying that healing is available today. And they wrote in the letter, I should not do the conference. I should stop misrepresenting Christ. <laughs> I just laughed. When I got that letter, I was disturbed for just a minute. In addition to the fact that a lot of other places that would accept our flyers were turning us down because they were uncomfortable with us preaching healing. And I just started to be bothered by this. And I realized it was persecution. And I, I just started praying. And I went to church on a Sunday, and this was really miraculous. The pastor's wife had been on vacation. I had not even shared with the pastor or other people at my church what was going on. And the pastor's wife came and she did the announcement. And then she was done and she was heading off to the children's church. And then she turned around and came right back. And then she took the mic from the pastor's hand and said, Dr. Ruth, please stand up. And I was surprised. Everybody was surprised. And she said, you know what? The Lord just put in my heart that I should pray for you. And right before she would pray for me, I interrupted her. I said, Pastor Nancy, let me tell you what is going on. And then I went on to explain to her and the entire congregation all the persecution I had been encountering because of the healing conference that was about to happen and the pastor's wife was so glad that I mentioned that. And she said that was probably why 
the Lord had asked her to pray for me. She had no idea what was going on. And she, she asked me to stand up and she stretched her hand, laid her hands on me. Uh, other people in the congregation stretched out their, their arms, laying their hands on me and she prayed for me. Boy, I tell you, that was so comforting. That was very reassuring to me that God is watching over me, that God is for me, that God is approving me to move on, that God is comforting me, that God is blessing me. Boy, I tell you, my faith was strengthened. I was emboldened and I am like, I am in the perfect will of God. I am going to do this and many people will come to the true revelation of Jesus Christ as their healer. And guess what? The conference was 100% successful. Many people received their healings. It was awesome. The place was packed. Okay, you can go on our website and, and see more about the conference. So the point is that when we are being persecuted for righteousness, God is there to comfort us. Don't give up. God is saying that God comforts you. God will comfort you, rather, when you are being persecuted. So don't don't compromise. Stand up for what is right. Stand up for godliness. Live your godly lifestyle in front of people. And at times persecution could come from family members, but God is there. And quickly here, when you are being persecuted, it means many things. Number 1, it means that you are doing things God's way because people will not persecute somebody who is living ungodly. Persecution comes when we are living godly lives. So that says a lot about you, that you are living a godly life. So keep it up. And and persecution helps you to focus on Jesus Christ, who will comfort you, and it will strengthen your faith. So really, it's a good thing. You will be blessed. So uh, just be, be steadfast. And uh, the last thing I want to say about persecution, we have to be careful, though, that people are persecuting us for the right reasons, not because we are rude or, or because we are judgmental. No. Okay. The persecution here the Lord is talking about is persecution for those who are walking in humility, living godly lifestyles, standing up for righteousness, all right? So we also have to do some self-evaluation to make sure that we are not the one offending people because there are Christians who just go about offending people and then people get upset at them and they call that persecution. No, no, we cannot offend people and call that persecution. All right, so let me go back and read um, verse 11 here. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. I had just explained that. Verse 12, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So true. The Old Testament has many, many godly prophets who were persecuted, okay? I I already explained that. Friend, have you been blessed today? I'm trusting the Lord that he has spoken to your heart and you've been blessed by the teachings. Friend, if that is the case, please let us know how these uh, uh, teachings are blessing you and uh, share this with friends and family members. 
and also remember to bless us back with a financial donation so we can produce more uh, shows like this to bless many other people. And we have a very safe and secure website where you can uh, make your donations right there. You can donate into this ministry anywhere in the world. All you need is an internet access. And here is our uh, our website address where you can make a very safe and secure donation. It is drruthtanyi.org slash donate. Again, drruthtanyi.org slash donate. And you can also use uh, Zelle if you live here in the USA and the Zelle telephone number for donations. Uh, here is the number, 909 5019031 again that is 9095019031 we also accept donations through cash app here is the cash app address is the dollar sign dr ruth tani again the dollar sign dr ruth tani friend we thank you in advance for your donations to help support this uh, ministry. And we trust God that whatever you give into his work, he will bless you back abundantly, exceedingly. And together we are advancing God's work and transforming lives. Doesn't that feel good? That is the will of God for all of us to advance his work. So thank you for supporting this ministry. That way we can together advance God's work. We thank you and may you enjoy a blessed day today and I pray for the power of God to saturate you right now in Jesus name. Amen.